Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in the studio today. Then don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from your Super Talk Mississippi app. And you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. You just can head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're going to talk about a fun event that's kicking off its first year. It's the inaugural. Starkville Derby, and it may not be the kind of derby you're thinking. Alden Thornhill is joining us today. He is Starkville Sausage Dog Society founder and liaison. That in itself is worth a good conversation. Hey, Alden. Hey, Rebecca. How you doing? Thank you for having me on. I am having. I'm doing well, and we're all having a good time with your title, Starkville Sausage Dog Society founder and liaison. We've all giggled about that and thought, what a business card you must have. And it has to be up to a lot of fun. So unpack all that for us. What's going on here? Yeah, so we are having the country's biggest wiener dog race in the center of the Cotton District, May 6th from 11 to 2.30. We're going to have 150 wiener dogs uh, racing down the street, not all at once. We're going to have heats. Um, we also have fencing so they don't escape. And a uh, generous racetrack, uh, turf racetrack, donated from my friends at Bluff City Turf Co., um, up in Memphis, but it's all going to Humane Society. Going to be a great event. Uh, going to be a truly a tail wagging good time uh, in our state and in our city. So, I, how did this come about? There are a lot of creative ways uh, to raise money for the worthy cause, which is the Humane Society, and we need to get into what good work that they do. But why this particular type of event? Who who came up with this? So, I was sitting on the balcony at Two Brothers in the Cotton District, and I looked down on the University Drive, and I said, you know, it would be really funny if we just, you know, ra- shut down University Drive and raced a bunch of wiener dogs. Uh, the Cotton District's a really unique area. you got bars, you got patios, you got balconies from students' apartments. Um, you know, it'd be the perfect place to have a real carnival-like atmosphere and uh, have a good time while helping a good cause. And uh, went to my little buddy, as you see in my picture, that's King Memphis of the race, and you know, I asked him what he thought about it. He gave me a paw up, and uh, and from there we went. Who's the next call you make, though, Alden? Because, again, who do you convince to shut down the street there in Cotton District and say, yes, you know what, this is a great idea. Let's bring in as many wiener dogs as humanly possible, which great choice, by the way, because they are small and more compact than, say, yeah. you know, like a larger breed dog that would take up more space and, you know, whatever. But did they think you were serious? Did they think it would actually catch on? Oh, yeah, so I actually went to them. I only had one dog signed up, and that was Memphis at the time. Well, I had to uh, have a pretender, my my shelter dog, Lucy, uh, and the city was 
all about it. Uh, we're we're really blessed with a great, uh, you know, with a great environment of for having events like this, and you know, having having a good time. And uh, and yeah, the city was all about it. Uh, I had to go to the, the city zoning or the city uh, planning board, and you know, from there there it got running. <laughs> see, uh, yep, <laughs> I see too on y'all's uh, Facebook page. You've got another racer, Miss Dolly May. She looks yeah. like she may have, uh, you know, maybe a different ability to run. She looks pretty special. Do you have several that are going to come out and just be shining stars? Yes. Uh, so Dolly has a uh, she she has wheels. Um, uh, that is a common dachshund injury is a, a back injury and. So, um, but but you know she doesn't let that let her down. Uh, she her her mom said she's a true wild child, and we have a few other ones that um, are going to get their own special moment in the sun. They're going to get to race on the track themselves, and everybody's going to clap and cheer, and it's it, it's going to be a great time. Okay, so how's it going to go? Is it a, like how far are they going to have to run? You mentioned yeah. heats. What do the dogs win? Now I need to know the nitty gritty for all the competitive wieners out there. Absolutely. So. We will start with the rolling of the green carpet, our turf track, um, and then we'll have a call to stage. We have Kentucky Derby. I have a member of the famous Maroon Band who is going to play the French horn and get us going. You have a little da 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 da, and then we are going to do the national anthem, and then we're going to we're going to race. Uh, we'll start off with the seniors, uh, then we'll do special needs, and then we'll do puppies, adults, and then pretenders, which are non wiener dogs. They get to wear hot dog outfits and race each other. Um, the heats will, uh, you know, we'll break it down until we get five uh, finalists, and the winner will get a golden wiener dog statue uh, trophy, uh, some goodies from BarkBox and Chewy and uh, PetSmart, and also uh, they get a rose wreath uh, around their neck like the horses do at the Kentucky Derby. So on that day, you you ought to go to Kentucky to see good racing. You just come on down to Starkville and uh, and you'll get to see a, a true a true spectacle. This is going to be a lot of fun, Alden. I can see where this is. There, as long as it's success, successful and all all the wieners make it home okay, then yeah. I see you're going to be doing this year after year. You mentioned 150. Is that 150 already signed up, or do you have space for 150 dogs so, to participate? Yeah, so that's a good question. So we had 150 sign up, and some people just didn't get back to us, so it's open now. We have currently uh, we currently have five spots left, so uh, go ahead and uh, – you know, get signed up. If you get a link in our bios on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you'll see the sign up. It's just $5. That money goes to the shelter. And I think by the end of it all, we'll have raised about 16000 for the shelter. And then we're expecting more donations. We're going to have QR codes up at the bars and everything and uh, have banners up where people can scan them and then donate directly. So it's, uh, you know, it's pretty great. And uh, my friend Jan Jackson at Octoball County Humane Society, she's been great helping us with this. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to the rest of my committee, uh, Abby Abels, Abby Franovich, Abby Thornhill, and Chris Franovich. Um, my friends, they've been a great help in this, and, uh, gotta give a shout out to the city too, and Paige, uh, Paige Watson over at the, uh, Greater Starville Development Partnership. She's been a great, great help to, uh, the Starville Sausage Dog Society. Uh, how, how far and wide are the dogs coming from? I would assume 150. They're not all right there in Starkville, or maybe y'all have got a whole wiener dog thing going on we don't know about, <laughs> and Dak don't know about. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we have a racer flying in from Denver. Um, we have a few from like Nashville, uh, Florida, New Orleans. Um, everybody is, uh, everybody is, uh, you know, getting really excited. I, I can hear the barks now, um, uh, heading our way. Speaking uh, but, of you know, Dak the dog, though, have you extended an invitation for him to be in the pretender category? 
For who? I'm sorry. Dak the dog there for uh, Mississippi oh, State. Oh, the new boy. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he, he, since he is new, they're trying to ease him into things. Uh, but, you know, we'd love to have him there. But uh, we, we understand completely. Um, you, you know, um, he, they just uh, know he, those wiener dogs would whistle right on by Dak yeah. the Bulldog. <laughs> Yeah, hey, maybe so, but uh, I, I mean, I know we got some fast ones, uh, and you know, if, if you want to know more, you can also buy T-shirts through Being Limited. They're really, really great design. Uh, uh, proceeds of that go to the uh, Humane Society. So uh, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be great. Uh, we got Cathead Vodka, Tito's, uh, Mitchell Distributing, a uh, bunch of really good people helping out with our VIP tent. Um, we also have a lot of great businesses, a lot of great restaurants that are supporting us all throughout Starkville. Uh, our restaurant and hospitality industry has been really, uh, really great help in helping me spread the word on this and, and the rest of our businesses, too. So, uh, so you this know, is we, we May love, 6th. We'd love to have everybody come support. Yeah, so this is May 6th, not this weekend, but the next. And yes. it's on, so I guess that's the Saturday. What time does it start, and how can we sort of plan our trip around it? Yeah, so the start will be it right at 11, um, but if you want to come see the green carpet, get rolled out, come out, um, and we'll go from 11 to 2.30. We also have vendors and food trucks, and two brothers will be having a band afterwards. So it's uh, it's going to be an all-day thing. Weather looks great, knock on wood. Um, and, you know, we'll also have bounce out, a bounce house for the kids, an uh, art area for them. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, even if you aren't a dog lover, look, that money's going to cats, too. So uh, come on out and let's have a good time and help out the good people of Ottawa County Main Society. And what do they do on a daily basis, Alden? I think we know, but just in case. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're taking care of all those shelter pets, any pets that get brought in by animal control, um, any pets that get surrendered. Um, you know, they they find them a home. Uh, they do fostering. They have them at the shelter. You know, you know, make sure these pets aren't uh, you know out in the elements um, and not having a great time. They're they're taking care of them and. Uh, and treating them right. They're all volunteer-based, so, um, you know, they, they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart, and so it's a mission everybody can get behind. They And, you know, even if you don't like dogs or cats, I've seen them get, like, pigs and hamsters and rabbits and all kind of stuff, so there's there's no animal that I haven't seen them probably take care of, so <laughs> you, can, you can back them for sure. Alden, what's the chance that it would be streamed for those of us listening to good things that may not be near the Startful area? Wait, can you say, oh, yeah, so it's going to be, you say streamed. it's going to be streamed? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be streamed on our Facebook page. Uh, my friend Bart Heitch, um, him and a few others are going to be streaming it. Uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be rocking and rolling there, too. We're, we're, we're worldwide. Starville Derby is definitely a uh, worldwide event. Hey, put this in your back pocket for next year. you got folks coming in with tips all around. You need to have the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. You need to reach out to them for your second annual uh, derby. But we're, I know you want to get through the first one this year. Sounds like a great event, Alden. Thank you for your time. You'll have to let us know who the crown wiener is. Yes, we will let you know the winning wiener uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, thank you again, Rebecca. We appreciate Super Talk so much. And you, and you Brian, and uh, Rhino, uh, have a tail wagon good day now. <laughs> we will. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
watch good things with your own computer, your mobile device. You can watch us too on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also catch good things on Ceasefire TV if you've got that. We are on Channel 70 right there next to the Weather Channel. You can also catch good things in podcast form. You can do that wherever you listen to podcasts, especially if you just missed about the Derby coming up. You can catch that back after the show or even over on Super Talk's YouTube page. But thinking about the upcoming Wiener Dog race, or I guess Derby, that they're going to have there in Startville, it was reminding me of the annual turtle races at the Walthall County June Dairy Month uh, Festival, which I'm not 100% sure how turtle races got started in the longstanding June Dairy Month um, a festival they have there, but it's legendary and kids look forward to it every year and they put the turtles in a circle and then they say go and it's whichever turtle gets out of the circle uh, first. It's not exactly like a straight line kind of thing. Lanes. They don't have lanes, uh, but it's something to what witness once in your life. I feel like you uh, you definitely should. And over the years, there has been tremendous education uh, on what to do with your turtle after after the particular uh, race to uh, not harm the turtle. I mean, it makes sense though, because anytime you want to add humor or comedy to something, you you can generally be safe starting with the opposite of it and seeing if that would be funny Mm -hmm. so you think of a race you think of quick animals animals that can go fast and the opposite of that would be something like a turtle so if you have a turtle race it automatically makes it more endearing i'm sure someone listening to good things now and i should as much as i love my dairy farmers and spent time there at the at the dairy festival over the years i never thought to ask like how did this get started with the turtle races you have to like one could imagine that two kids just had turtles there and then it just they built on it year sort of year after year and that's usually how the coolest parts of these annual events in smaller towns do it's just they look forward to it the next year and the next year and sort of the next year uh, but the, other than the turtle races the only animal racing outside of like i guess your organized rodeo which even a rodeo i don't know if there's much like animal racing they're all racing you've got but they're not well, they are racing, racing a the clock, clock, but they're not racing like each other. You've got the Neshoba County Fair. You've got your horse and wagon races there. And then at the Mississippi State Fair, you've got your pig races. But then you're not bringing your own pig into the race. It's a show more than a it stable is. Stable of pigs. Stable of pigs. So really, other than the Neshoba County Fair, and that's a whole nother conversation where they actually train take care of or whatever i think and you you this is with texans for 601-879-4395 the turtle races and then now the derby race would be the only two that i would know that you could bring pets from home and enter them into a race or a competition of of some sorts or some kind i'm sure there's more for dogs that i'm i'm not aware of in terms of the different type of races, but I'm just trying to think about what could have happened to in to generate the idea for a turtle race. And the first thing that came to mind was, what if they had the the event and there were some maybe rambunctious teenagers back in the day of horse drawn carriages and taking your horse everywhere that raced horses down the street and it got a little out of hand. So they decided, whoa, 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 we got to slow this down. I don't know. Now you've got me. Now I'll have to figure out how long the Walthall Dairy um, Festival has been going on. I know it's 
It's been going on for... It's anything like First Monday. They were riding horses when it started. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Now, I'm not, I'm not least, at least I'm privy to that information. I don't know how long it's been going on, but I definitely knew about it, and I knew about the turtle races, so I feel a little bit more in the know about that, but maybe we can we can sort of figure that out. I know that's coming up in June, so I, I am pretty sure I can figure out a little more of the history as we get closer to the time that they... They gear up to, to celebrate. Um, if racing horses wasn't the story, they should at least act like it was. They should, well, that gives you something to just ponder and, and let your mind sort of uh, race with, pun intended, I guess. Like when you see headlines, like there's one out now that says pony and goat found walking together on Connecticut Highway. And it's the opposites, right? Like ponies and goats shouldn't necessarily be together. But some way, somehow, this makes perfect sense. And there is a story there. Like these two... Creatures. There's an entire book, movie, series, Netflix series or something in the making with a headline like Pony and Goat found walking together on Connecticut Highway. The police officer, it was a trooper, responded to a busy highway on the report. They caught the two walking together in the roadway, just not giving care about traffic, just going down the highway together. and obviously, They were heading to hang out with their buddy, the llama. They were going to get in trouble. I feel, I feel like we could totally start creating this entire plot line, and it would end well or not for wandering, a wandering goat and a pony. <laughs> Wanders into a bar. <laughs> There's a joke there. I'm just picturing the events of something like The Hangover, but instead it's a it's, pony, a goat, a llama, and an emu. This is, yes. Have they made when i say like i guess darker humor um pixar has there ever been a don't bring your kids to this sort of pixar i mean there's other there's always adult comedy i mean there wasn't a dry eye in the theater for the first what 15 minutes of up i didn't see that one oh man well that wouldn't that was okay so pixar now i'm getting pixar also involves i guess people i'm thinking more on the lines of like um Animal movies like Zootopia, Sing, um, Charlotte's Web, like those type of where the animals are the stars and the people are kind of um, just not not involved in it. But it it feels like you could take the wandering goat and pony in two different two different directions. Oh yeah, it could be like Milo and Otis or. Like Derek and Greenwood chimed in, it could be like Sausage Fest, which is not a Pixar movie. It may be animated, but don't show it to the kids. So that's like a real, that's a real thing? Yes. It's it's a rated R adult comedy that's 3D animated. Gotcha. And it's very adult. Having fun with this, how about a grasshopper hop off? Once declared a winner, just let them keep hopping on their way. That would be fun. You could catch them. I just keep them alive and then get there. The only thing is, like, how would you know? And that is the cool slash cruel part part of it. So as I said, I'm like, ooh, the turtle people go get after me. But you would decorate your turtle so you would know which one was yours. And then um, to be able to spot. In a turtle-safe manner. In a turtle-safe manner. I'm sure they make turtle-appropriate fingernail polish. If they don't, they should. Kids-safe fingernail polish has got to be safe for turtles. And then wipe it off and clean them up, obviously. So you would know, but you wouldn't know your, your, who your grasshopper was or which one won. But it would be, that would be fun though, just for the kids to like, cause the kid's gonna think there's one. But that's the cool part about, about that part. And they're gonna be out in the yard trying to catch these grasshoppers and bring them. And then you could do a frog one too. 
in that way. Or go to the flea circus. <laughs> did you flea ever circuses believe that? were always a scam. I was like, did you ever believe, did you ever fall for any of that as a kid? Not a flea circus, no. I picked up on that from the cartoons. Would your parents ever let you pay the $2 or whatever it was at the fair to go For the sideshow? No. For the sideshow that's clearly terrible, oct- oct- whatever you call it, oct- whatever, illusions. <laughs> Optical illusions. <laughs> Optical illusions. But to a kid, it's like, whoa, they're this. I think that's why kids also have that, that similar fascination with stuff like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mark Twain wrote a whole book about it, The Jumping Frogs of Calabas County. See? Did they have wandering goats and ponies? No, but if memory serves, the uh, the Jumping Frogs of Calabasas County involves a uh, nefarious ne'er-do-well that puts lead shot in one of the frogs that's the the winner, the, the supposed winner, and it's a morale story or a moral story. You don't shoot. Don't don't cheat. Don't cheat. Like you don't shoot animals. Don't cheat. I can find <laughs> just writing down the moral code. I can can take from that. Why hadn't that become a movie? I want to say it was animated back in the day because I'm pretty sure I'd ever read it, but I remember the story, so I had to have watched it. I feel like that would make a good a good movie. There's probably still a lot of good children's books or classic stories that weren't maybe necessarily geared. They're geared toward children, but for the whole family, that would make for a great animated-style movie. Yeah, I feel like kids' stories, especially like children's books, would lend themselves perfectly to an anthology kind of movie event where, yeah, you've got a two-hour time slot at the movie theater, but it's not a full two-hour movie. you got like four 30-minute short films because you could tell a whole kid's book in a short film. You know, it would be a terribly sad children's book come to life there's a whole bunch of those the giving tree yeah it should never be animated ever (laughs) i'm a terrible person for laughing about it (laughs) because if not i'll cry (laughs) stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And it really is hard to believe that it's been a month since the tornado that devastated the Silver City and Rolling Fork communities. And it got a lot of press yesterday with GMA being there, spotlighting the progress, but also what communities still needed. Joining us today is one of those ladies who got her time in the national spotlight, Ms. Tracy Harden. She is one of the founders of Chuck's Dairy Bar there um, that's been up to some really good 
after some really hard things happened with the tornado. So, hey, Tracy. Hey, how are you? You know what? I appreciate your time today, and I also appreciate the fact that yesterday you said, honey, any day but today, because it was so overwhelming in Uh such a good way. So what was yesterday like there in Rolling Fork? Uh, It was a wonderful day. Wonderful even through all we're going through. Um, You know, it was really the first time where... We had a big crowd, a really big crowd come together uh, of our townspeople. Um, some of the people were able to come back home uh, from Vicksburg and Greenville just to spend the morning with us and um, have a little breakfast from Chuck's, which I hadn't had been able to have in over a month, and also to maybe be on live TV and um, share some of their experience. So. Just a wonderful day. A day full of hope, but also a day to spotlight the fact that this is a long road for your for your community. But it also yeah. shine light on what the communities were like prior to March twenty fourth, which going through Chuck's Dairy Bar's uh, Facebook page, Tracy, it's it's a stark difference in sort of the change overnight, obviously in what was your feed was like. Take us back though, prior to that. You've had Chuck's uh, dairy bar for sixteen years. What was Chuck's like in its in its prime? Um Oh, gosh, it's my baby. Um, it's just the place to come, you know, just to to eat, to talk, to love on people. Uh, it's just the place to be. If you want to shoot pool and listen to the jukebox, uh, just to get some love, uh, just a place to be and, and, and full during lunch and kind of laid back in the afternoon. Uh just, oh, it was just a wonderful place to be. And it will be a wonderful place to be. I know you've got plans in the works to make sure Chuck comes back. And really, Chuck hasn't left. Immediately following uh, the tornado, you guys bounced back with mobile food trucks feeding over 500 people um, a day. And you kind of haven't stopped that. But let's go back to March 24th. Was it just a regular day um, there at the at the dairy bar before? Obviously, it wasn't. It was. It was wonderfully busy that day. Um, you know, uh, the weekends are a busy time for us anyway, but for some reason this one was busier. Uh, we could hardly catch our breath all day long. But um, I remember that night saying to the ladies, "Woo, you know, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, I said, I'm going to go back in the office and do payroll that way. Um when y'all are ready to leave tonight, I can be ready to leave, too. Uh, so no thoughts that anything bad was going to happen. We knew we'd have some windy weather, um, but just no real thoughts of, of, of being scared or, or anything like that. Just just a regular old day, yeah. When was it that you knew, Tracy, you needed to get yourself and your staff into the cooler or the food uh but whatever it is that you guys got into uh, for safety. Um, well, we were, I was actually, I sat, I was sitting in the office. My husband walked in, and um, I was sitting there working on payroll. And at 8.04, I got back-to-back messages from my daughter and my sister saying, you know, there's a tornado on the ground, get to safety. And at that same time, the cashier was coming to the office and the other ladies were following her and um, she was on speakerphone with her mother and her mother was telling her there was a tornado on the ground um so 
thank goodness she was on speakerphone and the other lady, other lady heard. So they were all following her back there. And, you know, she's telling me that and the lights blinked. And I just said, cooler. And my husband grabbed the door. By then, the lights completely went out, and we were, he was shoving us all into the cooler. And um, at 8.05, we did not have a roof on the building. So just a very short minute, we had time to get in that cooler and get to what we thought would be safe. And then in the moments after, I'm sure, are a whirlwind, but it wasn't long after that you jumped right back into uh, what you do best, which is reach out to your community. How important was it to get the mobile food truck up and running, to start feeding volunteers, to start loving on the folks that you've been loving on just in a different way? Um, that was the most important thing to me. Um, and I remember getting up that Saturday morning and asking my husband, what am I going to do? Um, I can't help anybody. Uh, but by that afternoon, I'd gotten a call from a gentleman by the name of Ken Blakeney, and uh, he said he had a proposition for me, and would I want to cook? Um, and, of course, yes, I want to cook. And he offered up this food trailer to us at no cost, and he offered up food, and um, we've been able to cook for almost four weeks now with uh, with no cost to us, just some wonderful people making donations. Um, and it's been wonderful. Well, it's been I know- awesome. I know there's been a lot of uh, people coming in and out in transit there, helping in the ways that they can, their gifts and talents. But uh, one thing that struck me in your interview with Robin Roberts on GMA was that you want it to be where the people can come back that call that place home. So what does Rolling Fork or Silver City need the most to get their residents back home, you know, to, to get them where they can be back stable? Yeah, we, we are ready for that. We want our kids back in our school system. Uh, we want our people back working in our town. And what we need is, is, is housing. Um, and when we get those houses, we need to fill those houses so that they can get back home. Um, so, honestly, uh, we need a little bit of everything right now, or a lot of everything. Um, and people are really coming through for us. Uh, we've been seeing some... FEMA housing start to come in, and uh, it's going to be awesome to get our people back home. And have Chuck's Dairy Bar there waiting for them. So I know that's sort of in the works, as you can at least say. Are, yes. are you working towards getting Chuck's back up and running? Yes, we, we met with a wonderful architect, uh, Emily Poole. She is drawing up, up our sketch, and She's going to have that back to us sometime next week, and we'll be able to order our building and uh, and get moving. So, yes, definitely. One we'll thing that for them later. Yeah, I mean, I think the the one thing that's so uh, such a bright light in times that are so dark is just the people who come together and sort of help, and then they don't leave. But we have to keep reminding that this is a long road; it's not a weekend fix, and that you know, a Silver City and Rolling Fork and the Delta are going to need folks for a long time and then to come back and sort of support so tracy when we come back to chuck's dairy bar when it's up and running again what do we order like what would be the thing that if we came in that chuck's was known for because i was thinking it was an ice cream place but it's that yeah 
Well, honestly, we do make a really awesome shake. Uh, we we uh, we make some really great shakes. A pineapple shake is is one of the favorites, um, and a chuck burger with some chili and slaw on it. Uh, we also have something called a strip steak basket, and uh, those are three of the most awesome things that we're known for. But we have a menu with over a hundred items on it, so. Uh, we're just ready to get all of that back to our uh, to our customers. Yes. Is there a way that folks can continue to help, particularly Chuck's Dairy Bar or the community, if they feel led to today? Is there some place you would like to send us? Yes. Um, for the town as a whole, uh, we have the First Baptist Church that um, has a fund for the town, and uh, we've gotten some wonderful help through there. And they're able to dish that out to the community where they see the needs. And um, Chuck individually, we have a uh, GoFundMe set up, and that can be found on our page. Um, and that is uh, that is to go towards helping rebuild Chuck's and also um, help the employees as we're waiting to re- rebuild. We have been able to keep everyone employed, um, but uh, those, those are ways that, that uh, people can help us. Well, I think that um, people will. You just sometimes have to steer them in the right direction, Tracy. And, you know, you still have our thoughts and prayers, but you also have our support. And I can't wait to have you back on and share the exciting news that Chuck's is back open. Oh gosh! Please call me again. Please. Oh, I absolutely I'm so will. Glad to share that. I want one of those Thank pineapple you. milkshakes. You. Guys. I can't wait to make you one. <laughs> All righty. Well, you have a blessed day, Miss Tracy. You do the same. Thank you so much. All righty. You guys stick with us. We got a few more good things for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can watch us on computer or your mobile device. You can catch uh, your Mississippi news stories over at Supertalk Mississippi News Team. You can sign up for their free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And you can find a great story, too, about what Mima has just put up on the Rolling Fork cleanup. I saw we're over 535,000 cubic yards. So I'm not sure I'm bad at math. I don't know what that comes out to. Sounds like a lot uh, of debris has been collected throughout the state following the severe storms and tornadoes that tore through Mississippi communities there in late March. And I know it comes out to cubic yards, comes out to to cubic. But but a yard is like three feet, right? Correct. How many feet in a mile? Five thousand two hundred and eighty. Oh, I'm not going to do that in my head I right think. now. <laughs> Did you know that? Like, I, I, I get knowing five thousand two hundred and eighty. Are you kidding me? Okay, so I wonder how many miles that would be. 
in five and how why are why are we measuring things in cubic yards anyway like i mean i'm just gonna pick apart this entire process <laughs> why aren't we weighing it i would imagine it's because of like truck loads and you measure the load and how much it can carry not necessarily in weight but in volume okay it's just a lot you can read more over at supertalk.fm maybe they tell you why it was measured in cubic yards and not a million other units that would make more sense. I want poundage or miles, like something I can think about. Like I have absolutely no idea what to equate 535,000 cubic yards to. It almost feels like they're using cubic yards so that it's not a ridiculous, because if it was cubic feet, you're looking at what, one and a half million? Truckloads are measured in cubic yards, Tyler and Fort Worth said. There we go. Well, how, okay then. How many cubic yards will the truck hold? So now I know how many truckloads. Come on, let's do our little common. Where's your common core or old school sort of way of doing things? I know it's a lot. The bed of a full-size standard pickup holds two and a half cubic yards. Well, now we're talking. So that's like 250,000 Bubba pickup trucks would have had fully loaded, fully loaded out of there. See, I can visualize that a whole lot better. So Mima, that is a convoy. Mima, I'm going to need you to standardize Bubba's pickup truck into an actual <laughs> unit of measurement for your for your cleanup from here on out so we can all better understand it. On the C Spire text line, according to Tyler, it's about 22 to 24 yards on an 18 wheeler trailer. And uh, about 14 yards per dump truck from the 662. See, thank you guys. I just needed to visualize how much that is. Either way, it's a lot and it's devastating. And there's been what that tells me, though, is how much work has actually gone into the cleanup, the tree removal, the trash removal, the getting everything out. So then you can have the rebuilding start back. And man, they have gone. They have come a long way. In just a short amount of time, I think one of the coolest things right after the tornadoes the next morning or the tornado was all the reports of folks just got to work. I mean, Mississippians just came in like little worker ants and said, well, all right, let's get you, dig you out, do what we got to do, clean you up, get, you know, moving on to sort of the next thing. But recognizing, man, it's been a month later with pretty much daily effort sun up to sundown in some capacity i mean with numbers that large you're talking about thousands of cubic yards of material each and every day being moved right and then having a clean slate so then you can come back in and 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 add in and there's been great stories too i'll I'll have to reach out um to those that i know that are already well we talked to one um with seven days for the troop that's looking to get a teeny home through Purple Heart Homes for a veteran there. That's just one of many teeny home or modular type home um, that are coming in to get people back into housing quicker than they would like the traditional sort of format. I mean, because that would take six to, you know, sort of eight months. And a lot of them being retired or at different stages in life, the teeny housing, you know, fits all that they sort of need. And, I, and to be teeny housing can sound so disrespectful, but it's really anything a thousand square feet or less. And so, yeah, the tiny house that uh, they're working on getting for the veteran is about 900 square feet. And 
when I was apartment shopping, I was looking at apartments right around that same right. range. So it, if you're living by yourself, you really don't need much more than that. If you're just a couple, you know, whatever. Exactly. And so that gives birth to getting life back there and Chuck's Dairy Bar back up and running, which I think will be a good thing. All right. You guys make the good things great. We say it all the time. The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. But stick with us. you got more coming up next. you got the Boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. I can see good things for you Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.